Part three of Myths and Legends of the Pacific Northwest by Catherine Barry Judson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part three. Why there are no snakes on Tacoma. A long, long time ago, Tai Sahel became angry with the people. Sahel ordered a medicine man to take his bow and arrow and shoot into the cloud which hung low over Tacoma. The medicine man shot the arrow, and it stuck fast in the cloud. Then he shot another one into the lower end of the first. Then he shot another into the lower end of the second. He shot arrows until he had made a chain which reached from the cloud to the earth. The medicine man told his kluchman and his children to climb up the arrow trail. Then he told the good animals to climb up the arrow trail. Then the medicine man climbed up himself just as he was climbing into the cloud he looked back a long line of bad animals and snakes were also climbing up the arrow trail therefore the medicine man broke the chain of arrows thus the snakes and bad animals fell down on the mountain side then at once it began to rain it rained until all the land was flooded water reached even to the snow line of tacoma when all the bad animals and snakes were drowned it stopped raining after a while the water sank again. Then the medicine man and his kluchman and the children climbed out of the cloud and came down the mountainside. The good animals also climbed out of the cloud. Thus there are now no snakes or bad animals on Tacoma. Cry because he had no wife. Nez Perce. Once there was a little boy. He was an orphan this boy cried day and night and would never be quiet his grandmother asked him one day what makes you cry he said i cry because i want a wife now his grandparents knew of a girl who lived toward the east and they sent him there as he went along the trail he came to a giant's house he went in to see the giant who asked him to stay to breakfast the giant had five roasts on the fire he had four large roasts and one small one. He said to the boy, Pick out the roast you want for breakfast. The boy picked out the small roast. Now the four large roasts were the legs of people that the giant had killed. The small one was venison. The boy knew this from what his grandmother had told him. She said, Never eat too much. After breakfast he went on. On the road he came to a great rock cliff its name was cliff giant and it crushed people the other giant had told him of this one and how to get by it he had said turn yourself into a little dog and very slowly follow the trail under the rock cliff keep your eye on rock cliff when you see it move run fast he did this and escaped then he went on he could see at a distance the place where the girl lived until he came in sight of this lodge he had never left off crying now this girl had a great horse which would kill people before they could reach her lodge that was her guard the boy picked up two large stones and ran still crying toward the lodge the animal ran at the boy but the boy spat all over one of the stones when the horse came close he threw the stone behind him then the horse stopped to stamp on the stone and the boy ran on he was almost in reach of the lodge when he threw the other stone the horse stopped to stamp on that and the boy reached the lodge and jumped in very soon the girl entered she knew him at once 
and called him by name iwapnet atsikti cry because he had no wife she talked to him and asked him if he wanted a bath so she built a fire heated water and prepared him a bath when he had taken the bath he became of man's size next morning they started toward his home when they reached this his grandparents were very old because he had been gone many years the girl said to her husband you tell your grandparents to do nothing wrong to-night if they obey i will give them a bath that will make them young again in the morning she did so but they had not obeyed her directions so they did not become young again the next night they were both dead then the girl and her husband started for her old home they rode back on the great horse but he did not go very well they made a whip out of black haw the whip said to them i can outlast all other whips they made a whip out of smoke wood coyote rope this whip said when the giant gets too close throw me down and i will tangle up the giant they made a whip out of mud this whip said throw me down and i will mire the giant they made a whip out of slide rock this whip said throw me down and the giant will have trouble in getting by they made a whip out of red haw this whip said throw me down and i will tear the giant's flesh they made a whip out of big mountains this whip said throw me down and the giant will not be able to get past me when they had finished all the whips they started to pass the giant's house the giant rushed out and cried give me your wife the boy answered get me a drink of water and i will give you my wife when the giant went to get the water the boy whipped up the horse and hurried on they had gone some ways when the giant came out they threw down the whip of black haw he almost overtook them and they threw down the whip of smoke wood it tangled up the giant until they got away when the giant almost overtook them again they threw down the mud whip and he was mired when the giant almost overtook them the fourth time they threw down the slide rock whip and the giant had great trouble in getting by when the giant almost overtook them the fifth time they threw down the red haw whip and it tore the flesh of the giant and when the giant almost overtook them the sixth time they threw down the whip of high mountains and he could not cross it thus they escaped how coyote got his cunning shastan long long ago chariya old man above made first the fishes then the lower animals afterwards he made a man chariya ordered the man to decide the rank of the animals the man said he would give to each a bow by the length of the bow given him would each animal know his rank the next day when the sun was new would man give away the bows coyote listened if he received the longest bow he would be the most important animal he decided not to sleep he would be the first one at the meeting place when the day was new night owl hooted wolf howled in the darkness and bat flitted over his head coyote slept not robin chirped and thrush sang when the day was new and coyote slept so coyote was last to reach the man and received the shortest bow of all so coyote became the meanest of all animals but in his distress coyote howled to the man and he in turn appealed to old man above 
Sharia ordered that coyote should be the most cunning of all animals, and so he is to this day. The Naming of Creation Nez Perse Coyote was chief of all the animals. Now he told them that the tribes of men were coming near, one and all. Everything he told them came true. Then he said, "'Tomorrow the people will come out of the ground. I will name them, and they will spread out.' Then he named them. He named them until he had named them all. And the people came out, but Coyote had no name for himself. Many people came out. Then he named himself Coyote. Thus came people, not we alone, but all people. THE BIRD CHIEF They called all the birds. They said, The bird, which, flying farthest, can reach the upper world, shall be chief. All the birds high in the air went to equal heights. Now Wren sat beneath the thick feathers of eagle's wing. He sat there as eagle flew. The birds, all wing-tired, returned to earth. Only eagle went above. When eagle had gone as high as he would, Wren flew beyond him. When the birds had returned below, they waited. Eagle returned alone after a long time. They counted the birds. Behold, Wren only, he had not returned. They waited for him. At length, after a long time, he returned. Eagle was too highly thinking of himself, when, behold, Wren was made chief. THE SPELL OF THE LAUGHING RAVEN Klamath. At Dance Place, when the Klamath Lake people danced, many people were there. Kimush, old man of the ancients, went there. Then old Raven laughed at them, laughed when they danced, and all people dancing there became rocks. Grey Wolf entered Kitty above from the north. There he stopped and lay down, although not yet having reached his home. In full dress at that spot, moccasins with beads on toe stopped and rested. Then old Grizzly approached old Grey Wolf while lying asleep, and old Grizzly stole from Grey Wolf his moccasins, beads also, and put them on to go to the fishing place. Upon this old Grey Wolf, waking up, threw old Grizzly downhill. He rolled him down over the rocks for having robbed him of moccasins and beads also. Thus killed he old Grizzly. Upon this the Klamath Lake people began fighting the northerners because old Grizzly had been killed by old Grey Wolf. Then old Raven laughed at them when fighting, and they became rocks. Origin of the Thunderbird Long, long ago, Toulux, South Wind, traveled to the north. There Toulux met Quetzalcoatl, the giantess. Toulux said, I am hungry. Give me something to eat. Quetzalcoatl said, I have nothing to eat. You can get food by fishing. So South Wind dragged the net. He caught Tanasekole. He caught a little whale. South Wind took his stone knife to kill the whale. Then the giantess said, Use a sharp shell. Do not use your knife. Slit Tanasekole down the back. Do not cut him crossways. South Wind pretended not to hear. South Wind cut the whale across the back. Suddenly the fish changed into an immense bird. The bird's wings darkened the sun. The flapping of its wings shook the earth. This bird was the Thunderbird. He flew to the north and lighted on Swalahost, near the mouth of Great River. 
then south wind and the giantess travelled north to find him one day picking berries kutsoi found the nest of thunderbird the nest was full of eggs kutsoi broke one egg it was not good so she threw it down the mountain side before it reached the valley it became an indian kutsoi threw down other eggs each egg became an indian that is how the chehalis indians were created indians never cut the first salmon across the back if they did the salmon would not run always indians slit the first salmon down the back mount edgecombe alaska when all the world was covered with rising waters cheetal thunder left his sister abishanaku the underground woman cheetal said sister you shall never see me again you shall only hear my voice he put on the skin of a great bird and flew away his eyes flashed fire, and the earth shook when he flapped his wings. Abashnikoi, the underground woman, climbed to the top of Mount Edgecombe. The top opened, and she fell in, leaving a great hole. The world is an immense plate, resting on a tall pillar. The underground woman holds up the pillar so the plate will not fall. When storms break on Mount Edgecombe, the lightning from Cheetle's eyes gleams through her crater windows. The flapping of his wings makes the plate tremble, and she hears the thundering of his voice, but she never sees Chettle. An Indian's Vow to the Thunder Gods Footnote As related by Alice C. Fletcher Used by permission This incident is not a myth, it is actual fact. It is included because it throws light upon the softer side of Indian character, and because it shows also the extent to which the Indian was influenced by the religious beliefs which we term myths. End footnote. To an Indian woman the thunder had spoken in a vision. To this god she promised to give her first-born child. When she became a mother, she forgot, in her joy, that the life of her little child did not belong to her, nor did she recall her fateful vow, until one bright spring day when the clouds gathered, and she heard the roll of the thunder, a sound which summoned all persons consecrated to these gods to bring their offerings and to pay their vows. She remembered what she had promised, but her heart forbade her to lay the infant, which was smiling in her arms, upon the cloud-swept hilltop. She pressed the baby to her breast, and waited in silence the passing of the gods in the storm. The following spring, when the first thunder pealed, she did not forget her vow, but she could not gather strength to fulfill it. Another year passed, and again the thunder sounded taking the toddling child by the hand the mother climbed the hill and when the top was reached she placed it on the ground and fled but the boy scrambled up and ran after her and his frightened cry stayed her feet he caught her garments and clung to them and although the thunder called she could not obey her vow had been made before she knew the strength of a mother's love gathering the boy within her arms she hid herself and him from the presence of the gods the storm passed and the mother and child returned to the lodge but fear had taken possession of her she watched her son with eyes in which terror and love struggled for mastery one day as the little one played beside a rippling brook laughing and singing in his glee suddenly the clouds gathered the flashing lightning sent beast and bird to cover and drove the mother out to find her child 
she heard his voice above the fury of the storm calling to her as she neared the brook a vivid flash blinded her eyes for a moment she was stunned but recovering she pushed on only to be appalled by the sight that met her eye her boy lay dead struck by the thunder gods who had claimed their own no other children came to lighten the sorrow of the lonely woman but every spring when the first thunder sounded and whenever the storm swept the land this stricken mother climbed the hills and there standing alone with hands uplifted to the black rolling clouds she sang her song of sorrow and fealty many years ago the writer met her and heard her song she was an old old woman she is now at rest and let us hope that her lifelong sorrow has turned to joy the words of her song express her fidelity and the music betrays her love and sorrow flying flying sweeping swirling they return the thunder gods to me they come to me their own me they behold who am their own on wings they come flying flying sweeping swirling they return the thunder gods chinook ghosts chinook the ghosts wanted to buy a wife they bought blue jay's sister eoy they came in the evening and on the next morning eoy had disappeared now blue jay was a wise bird a foe to magic after a year blue jay said i am going to search for eoy blue jay asked all the trees where do people go when they die they did not answer then blue jay asked all the birds where do people go when they die they did not answer at last blue jay said to his wedge where do people go when they die wedge said pay me and i will tell you blue jay paid him and wedge took him on a journey they arrived at a large village the last lodge was very large smoke was rising only from this lodge there blue jay found eoy when eoy saw blue jay she said where did you come from blue jay said i am not dead wedge brought me here are you dead then blue jay opened all the lodges and he saw that they were full of bones he saw a skull and bones close to eoy he said what are you going to do with that skull eoy said that is my husband when it grew dark the bones became alive blue jay asked where did all these people come from eoy said do you think they are people they are ghosts after some time eoy said to him go with those people fishing with a dip net he went with a young boy the people spoke always in very low tones and he did not understand them eoy told him to speak in low tones when they were going fishing in their canoe another canoe came down the river the people in it were singing blue jay began to sing too and at once the boy became a skeleton blue jay stopped singing and the boy became a ghost again when blue jay spoke in loud tones the boy always became a skeleton the ghosts caught leaves and branches in the dip net these branches and leaves were their trout and salmon blue jay shouted often and all the ghosts became skeletons one day when all the ghosts were bones blue jay changed their skulls he put children's skulls on old people therefore the ghosts disliked him they told eoy to send him back but he did not know in what to go their canoes were full of holes and covered with moss so eoy sent blue jay home but he did not follow her directions therefore he died and became a ghost he returned to the ghost land and found all the bones were real men 
the leaves and branches were real salmon and trout and all their canoes were new the memeloose islands Clickitat. long ago before the white man came a young chief and a maiden loved one another suddenly the chief went over the spirit trail but he could find no rest in the land of the spirits the maiden also grieved for him then a vision came to the maiden it told her to go to the land of the spirits the maiden told her father of the vision and they both obeyed the father made ready a canoe placed her in it and they paddled up great river to the spirit island through the darkness as they neared the death island they heard singing and the tom-tom of the dance drum four spirit people met them on the shore the maiden landed but the father returned at the great dance house the maiden met her lover more beautiful than on earth all night long they danced then when morning came and the robins chirped the dancers fell asleep the maiden slept but not soundly when the sun was high she awoke all around her were skeletons and skulls her lover with grinning teeth was gazing upon her the maiden was in the island of the dead struck with horror she ran to the shore at last she found an old boat and paddled herself across great river to the indian village but her father was frightened she had been to the spirit land therefore if she returned evil would fall upon the tribe that night again the father made ready a canoe and paddled across the river to the memeloose island through the darkness they heard singing and the tom-tom of the dance drum in course of time a baby half human half spirit was born the spirit lover wished his mother to see it he sent a messenger to her telling her to come to the island by night he told her when she arrived not to look at the baby until it was ten days old after the old woman reached the memeloose island she became impatient she lifted the cloth from the baby's face she lifted just one little corner and looked at the baby's face therefore the baby died thus the spirit people became displeased they said that never again should living people visit the land of those who had gone by the spirit trail a visiting ghost teton once a young brave came to a great forest just at nightfall he was alone so he lay down at the edge of the woods at midnight he heard a woman cry my son my son then he heard the breaking of twigs thus the warrior knew that someone was approaching the warrior put brush on his fire then he peeped through a hole in his blanket a woman was approaching she wore a skin dress with long fringe she wore also a blanket drawn over her head her leggings were decorated with beadwork and porcupine quills the woman came to where the warrior lay with his legs stretched out she took his foot and raised it and then she dropped it twice the woman did this then she drew a rusty knife the warrior sprang up he shouted what are you doing then he shot at her suddenly the woman ran away screaming yon 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 when daylight came the warrior saw he had camped near a scaffold grave therefore he said this is the ghost which came to me origin of the tribes chinook long ago in lake cleelum lived wishpush the monster beaver cleelum was beautiful it was also full of fish the animal people wanted to fish there but wishpush killed them wishpush dragged them into the water and drowned them 
Wishpoosh also killed and ate the animal people. At last Coyote tried to kill him. Coyote fastened a spear to his wrist with a strong cord. Then he began to fish in the lake. Soon Wishpoosh attacked him. Coyote speared the beaver. Then Wishpoosh plunged to the bottom of Cleelum and dragged Coyote with him. But Coyote fought hard with Wishpoosh. They fought so hard they tore out the banks of Cleelum. The waters rushed through the break, then through the mountains and down the canyon. They rushed into Kittitas Valley. The water formed another lake in Kittitas Valley. Coyote and Wishpoosh fought so hard they tore out the banks of the new lake. The waters rushed down into the basin of the Cowich, Natchez, and Athenum. The water formed a larger lake. Yakima was flooded, and a very great lake formed at Topanish. Coyote and Wishpoosh fought so hard that they tore out the banks of this very great lake. The waters rushed to the meeting place of the Yakima, the Snake, and the Columbia Rivers. The waters here formed a very, very great lake. Coyote and Wishpoosh fought so hard that even the banks of this lake were torn out. Then Wishpoosh dashed down the great river. Coyote was out of breath. Coyote wanted to stop Wishpoosh. He caught at the trees and stones along the banks of the great river. Nothing could stop Wishpoosh. At last Coyote and the beaver reached the breakers at the mouth of great river, reached the breakers of the bitter waters. Wishpoosh was very angry. He killed salmon and swallowed them. He killed whales and swallowed them. Coyote saw that Wishpoosh was very strong. Then he remembered that he was Coyote, the wisest and cunningest of all the animals. So Coyote changed himself into a branch, a tree branch. He drifted toward Wishpoosh. Wishpoosh swallowed him. Then Coyote changed himself back into Coyote again. He took his stone knife. He cut the sinews inside of Wishpoosh. Thus Wishpoosh died. Now Coyote was very tired. Therefore he asked Muskrat to help him. Together Coyote and Muskrat pulled the great beaver to land. Then they cut up Wishpoosh. They threw pieces over the land. From the head of Wishpoosh Coyote made the Nez Perces great in council. From the arms he made the Cayuses powerful with the bow and war club. From the legs he made the Clickatets famous runners. From the ribs he made the Yakimas. From the belly he made the Chinooks, short, fat people with big stomachs. Coyote at last had only the hair and blood of Wishpush. These he flung far up the valley to the east. They became the Snake River Indians, a tribe of war and blood. Thus Coyote created the tribes. Then he returned up the Columbia. Now in making the Chinooks and the Coast tribes, Coyote forgot to give them any mouth. The god Ekani, traveling along, noticed this. Then Ekani called the tribes to him, and with a stone knife gave each one a mouth. But for fun, Ekani cut them crooked. He made some mouths very big. Thus the coast tribes have not perfect mouths. End of Part 3